2: And listeners, and welcome yet again to The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast from Consequence of Sound. We are here for a very, very special episode, and I would say an unexpected episode before our findings. Would we all agree on that? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And before we get to these findings, my name is Justin Gerber, and I am a senior writer at Consequence of Sound, and to my right is... Mackenzie Gerber, a constant contributor to this podcast and um,
0: a friend to everyone here. That's confirmed. And a brother confirmed.
2: to one person here.
0: Yeah. That's right. And in front of you. <laughs> just a friend. Just a friend. <laughs> so you might say we're friends and family. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I am. Uh, Michael yeah. Rothman, uh, editor-in-chief of Consequence of Sound, and I'm also a constant contributor here at uh, the Losers Club. Mm. That's
2: true. I yeah. should also mention I'm a constant contributor for the Losers Club yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. In front of me. And to your right, Mike, is... Uh, Mel Castle, constant contributor to the Losers Club, animal hospital veterinarian's assistant, mm-hmm. writer of short stories, Wanderer.
2: Mel, of course, is our go-to when it comes to um, decapitating St.
1: Bernard's when they've got rabies. Mm-hmm, that's right. You always ask Mel for the. Okay, the... that's only happened three times in my career. <laughs> God. And only one time in the Stephen King book. Kidding. I've never cut the head off a dog. Please don't think that I did
2: that. Oh, gosh. And I think I just spoiled Cujo for whoever hasn't read it yet, but um, you should read Cujo. It's a lot of fun. Really fun. Wolf anyway, Wolf. anyway, we're here for a couple reasons. One, we all love each other. Two, we have an episode every week. Three. Is that confirmed, too? Three. Yeah, Three. Wait, yeah. confirmed. you said two reasons. Well, I've got a couple, but I'm going to go one further here. <laughs> Mel, you have to recap a story from sure. a couple years ago. Mel told a story a on this very A couple years happened
1: a couple months ago. I'll
2: tell you what. The years and the months. It feels, <laughs> like, all, year, it it feels together. like two years. At okay. least for me. Mel, a couple months ago, yes. you told us a story, and we all had a, a big laugh. Mm-hmm. Maybe at somebody's expense, and we felt kind of bad. Right. oh, uh, I should say... We feel kind of bad now. But before we get to that point, Mike, Mike did you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, this actually
3: happened after a Losers Club outing. Uh,
1: which That's right. We went to a flat top Grill. Yes.
3: Oh. Which, which started, uh, that whole Losers Club meeting started out of a question I asked, uh, I guess a week in which we, I posed a question. I said, if you had to live on one chain restaurant mm-hmm. and you had to go there every day for the rest of your life, where would you go? And you had said...
2: Chick-fil-A. I think it was Chick-fil-A, probably. Yeah.
1: That's a terrible answer. It's I, I, not, I not the greatest answer. Um, That's a homophobic, <laughs> unexciting well, answer. I, like I well, like I always say, about, like,
2: I tell people to go to Chick-fil-A, I say, I'm not a big fan of the food, but I love their politics. Um, <laughs> totally.
3: Um, and, but anyway. I, I don't remember what I said. I probably said like something like, uh, you know, Subway or whatever.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, you can to tell me for Chick-fil-A. and You got Subway yeah. over yeah. here?
3: Yeah. Eat As fresh.
2: usual,
1: I had the best answer. Yeah. You did. It Flat Top Grill.
2: Mm-hmm. If you want to feel bloated and good... Go to Flat Top Grill. By the way, Flat Top Grill, not sponsored. Losers Club, but no. we're still we know we're, we're still here. So we you love know it. it's genuine. So you know it's genuine. But anyway,
1: after Flat Top after Grill, Flat Top Grill, Mel, tell us a little story of an encounter you had with somebody who purported to be a Stephen King fan. Yes, I went to a concert with a friend. The concert was Postmodern Jukebox at the Riviera. It's a band that puts together vintage sounding tunes modified from current pop songs. Mm-hmm. And I had my copy of Pet Cemetery with me because we were working on, we were working up to the Pet Cemetery episodes. So I was carrying this to the coat check because I was going to, I had to check it. I wasn't going to carry it around during the concert. And the woman who gave me my wristband for alcohol, proving that I was 21, pointed at the book and said, oh, Stephen King, I love him. I'm a big fan. And I said, oh, what's your favorite book? Because I love meeting other Stephen King fans out in the world. And she said page master after some hesitation and we all <laughs> and we all i'm we're all eating humble pie now right yes. because um well we all we didn't think
2: that was right we, th- we were like well maybe she meant the dark tower we're trying to think about the syllables, syllables that match yeah. up and i thought and i and thought maybe she meant the she
0: was just thinking horror things and i thought she meant the wish master but no which, we were
2: yeah, wrong which is an andrew andrew divoff andrew divoff series mm-hmm. Films by Wes Craven, presented by Wes Craven. Right, right. We have to make sure it's abundantly clear. I actually love Andrew Devo- Devoff too. I think he was in the movie Toy Soldiers, which great. Uh, he was Sean He's Astin. He's also great in Lost. Yes, he was. You know who also was in Toy Soldiers? Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. who we our, had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Terrific guest from a couple months ago. But anyway, it's time for me to get into why we're here tonight, recording this on a Thursday, the day before Good Friday. This is a good Thursday to us. Mm-hmm. Could, could we all agree on that? Yeah. So the episode where we mentioned the page master, we had a good laugh at this person's ex- expense. Which was mean. Which was mean, looking back, especially now.
1: Yeah, it's mean because,
2: anyway, but like also- in general, it's mean because she was just trying to make conversation. She's she's giving you bans. She's just trying to be polite, you know. It's very it's a very impersonal situation. So the episode aired. We moved on with our lives. We did the pet cemetery episode. And then episodes, shortly, episodes. <laughs> good God, three three episodes in a row. That, mm-hmm. and then we got a Facebook message uh, shortly after that. From a we'll protect the last name because it was a direct Facebook it wasn't a, it wasn 't a post on our page. it was from a seth seth b you 'll say, and he wrote to us, King did have something to do with the movie. He helped Charles Poe create the story, and we didn 't know what he was talking about at the time. We were thinking, are you talking about pet cemetery, and blah, blah, blah. then' a lot of Facebook messages we do we do, and, and sometimes there, people listen to the episodes behind you know people are behind some episodes, mm-hmm. people are trying to catch up and everything, so we were like, was he talking about like Christine or something like that i don't. Know. So we Googled, you know, Charles Pogue and we went through his page and we went through some things and we found out that he did the treatment for the page master. Here we go. Buckle in, everybody. So further research showed that Pogue and King, they're both big baseball fans. We know that King loves the Red Sox. That's right. Uh, Pogue is from Cincinnati and he's a huge Reds fan. And their relationship began at a workshop in the seventies, and this was during the big Reds, Red Sox World Series, the big Carlton Fisk, you know, mm-hmm. Stay Fair, Stay Fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would they would correspond frequently throughout the decade as the Red, as the big Red Machine marched on, and the and the Red Sox did not. And finally, in the early eighties, they decided to collaborate on a animated movie. Now, tell if this sounds familiar. A couple years later, Stephen King and George Romero did. Creepshow. Show. Creepshow, which was a mixture of animated and some live action. live action. A lot, a lot of, of live intercut. action. Comic yeah, a lot book of action. driven, yeah. Very comic book driven. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, King at this point was writing you know, roughly four to five books a year. <laughs> so they, um, the partnership kind of ran up. But here's what they were working on for a while. They, d- they agreed that the story would follow a young boy who would be able to traverse <laughs> through different worlds, in search of a magic potion to help save his mother. Does this sound familiar? Without getting to spoilers, that is the plot of... The Talisman. The Talisman, That's right. okay? King's pitch was to go back and forth between the worlds instead of just a one-way journey um, with a bunch of supporting characters along the way and, um, and just really one major guide. But Pogue's idea was to have the boy go through a library initially and have three guides... Um, kind of joining him along the way so there's a back and forth between this and that Pogue ended up working on a couple Sherlock Holmes adaptations and then King went off with his ideas from this um, and I'm assuming some of these were probably from Pogue at the time and ended up collaborating with Peter Straub and did The Talisman uh, which we'll be covering in a couple of weeks by the way so we will not we will not get into too many spoilers with this but we'll, just, right. we'll just talk there's about some illusions yeah, so definitely. We have to... but, we'll, but we'll keep it spoiler free for the most part uh, Pogue went on to spend the rest of the 80s writing scripts for movies such as Psycho 3 and, most notably, David Cronenberg's The Fly. Cronenberg, a couple of years earlier, directed King's adaptation of King's a Dead Zone. And it was actually through King that Pogue and Cronenberg met. So this is incredible stuff, obviously, right here. Yeah, that's nuts. Now come the early 1990s and Pogue, who had more time after, you know, he did some other movies and some TV stuff. He took the unused and material for his and King's never-finished collaboration, um, obviously some things that were not in- in- included in the talisman, and created a six-page treatment called Library Days. Long story short, writers were hired, a director was hired, cast was found, and the animated movie that King and him had talked about from years earlier with a very similar plot named... The Pagemaster happened. So, long story short, on our end, we are um, eating some sorry, apple pie. We're sorry. We are sorry. And we are going to go into great detail. We, we, all, re- we all revisited. Some of us revisited, some watched for the first time the Pagemaster this evening. And we're going to talk about the film. And there is a lot going on that resembles not just the talisman, but a lot of
1: other King works. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason we're doing this now, Justin, is because the idea was pretty formed... Right around the time of the talisman writing
2: and ultimately the publication. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why we're doing this now. And I think it's a fun lead up into the talisman because the talisman is a huge book and there's a lot that goes on in that book. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that stuff is kind of teased here in The Pagemaster which was again a 1994 film that was directed by Joe Johnston mm-hmm. who was known at this point for The Rocketeer for Honey I with the kids at this point yes. um yeah. what was his earlier work he did a lot of stuff with uh, Spielberg early on too with, with Amazing Stories he had he had you know he,
3: this is a guy that has, goes back to Star Wars mm-hmm. you know he's, he's he's he has his roots with, uh, what would they call it, New Hollywood? At yeah, the, the Coppolas, yeah. Scorsese, De Palmas, yeah. Spielberg, and Lucas. Yeah, I mean, he actually became one of four to win an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects when he worked on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. Joe Johnston, big deal. And as, of course, we would know that uh, he, he went on to go direct like Captain America, Jumanji, yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic, Park, Jurassic 3. Park 3, Spielberg Association
2: there as well. Which is
0: and, ten uh, times better than also, Jurassic World. Uh, also, that's, that's where James Horner also comes in because he did the score for Rocketeer, and mm-hmm. yeah, I believe, and yeah. Jumanji and all
2: those movies. And, and this one. And as well as *Page Master*. yeah. And you uh, should also know that he was a big uh, associate, like we said, of Steven Spielberg, who years and years and years ago optioned the Talisman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of fantasy going on here with it, in terms of their love of film and especially that specific genre of fantasy, as I keep repeating, fantasy over and over and over again. There's a reason for that, but there's a good reason for that. And it should also be noted that uh, Johnson
3: was the associate producer on Willow, another That's right.
2: very high fantasy yeah. <laughs> story. Yeah. Some would even say there's an adventure involved with some horror. Mm-hmm. Yes. And hey, also, we-
1: we're coming off the coattails of Eyes of the Dragon.
2: Yes, it's we true. are. We are.
3: And one
1: might say, well, this is not
3: one might say, I think we'd all agree, and this is kind of a spoiler, mm-hmm. there is a dragon in the Pagemaster.
2: There is absolutely oh, a, dragon, boy, in is page master. a right dragon in the Pagemaster. There is. I'm looking at There's a big, greenish-looking dragon in the Pagemaster. Very similar to the one that is on the cover of Eyes of the Dragon, but we'll get to that. We will get to that. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the first time we encountered this movie. So, because Mel, you grew up on this.
1: I did. I watched this movie a bunch of times. I love this movie. Mm. It felt validating because I was a big reader as a child. And the movie pretty much espouses books as an escape that can build character. Um, I was like a nerdy kid. No, yeah. well, I, like I could relate or. to Macaulay's character in this. Um, so I yeah I found I found a certain solace in watching it and I love dragons so this movie has a really good dragon and I like the look of the dragon Mm -hmm. it's a svelte scary dragon um and I thought the comedy was pretty funny as a child um
2: how'd you feel about the eyes of the dragon the book no the eyes of the dragon this particular dragon
1: Oh, um, they're like red and piercing.
2: Hey, that's all you can ask for in a dragon. Yeah. Give me some piercing eyes. Yeah. That's right. What about the beanstalk sequence at the very end?
1: That makes me a little sad. I mean, every time. I know it's coming, you know. Yeah.
2: but That's a violent way to
1: go. It really for that is. dragon. But he does chomp down on it, so I feel like maybe he's okay. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. I don't know why I feel the need to gender the dragon. Uh, you know, he, he does a, he a, a so meaningless I have positive death. memories associated with the Pagemaster. Um, obviously, even more positive now that I know King was such a big part of its development.
2: Which makes sense because, of course, we love that particular film if so much of the, the seeds have to do with, again, Stephen King, which yeah. is incredible. Now, Mel, I, I, have never, I had never seen this movie until this very evening, actually. Oh, wow. and, but I will ask you this question, Mel. The only thing I remember about the Pagemaster was its affiliation with... Not only Pizza Hut, but I believe schools back in the 90s, maybe they still have this. They have the Book It program, Mm -hmm. which is a library-associated program. That's right. Mel, do you remember Book It? Did you have Mm -hmm. Book It? No. At the time? mm. It was a big Florida thing for sure. Maybe it was a Southeast thing. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a Southeast library thing. So I did. um, So you'd seen this. You said, Mac.
0: Yeah. So I watched. I remember I was really sick, and I stayed home from school, and you know my my mother went out and rented a bunch of videos and this is one of the videos that she rented for me to to watch um because i did not catch it in theaters and I was really interested in it, in it at the time. I was into fantasy mm-hmm. and, you know, um, you know, I guess the whole cartoon live action angle was big. And,
2: um, you're probably about the age of this character of the character that Macaulay can plays in this, right? You're probably like 11 or 12 at the time
1: when you um, saw this, right? Probably looked like him too. <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I was a sensitive guy, so I kind of like related to that character in the beginning. We you know when his father's kind of like, uh, eh, he doesn't even want to go into the treehouse and stuff like you that. Were, you were fearful is what you're saying. Yeah. So, so I yeah it's just funny knowing now what we know it's just kind of crazy I didn't actually really like the movie when I first saw it I don't know I attribute it to just me being really sick that day and uh, just not being able to enjoy <laughs> anything during yeah, just, just not enjoying anything but um, it was really
2: kind of fun to watch it through a new lens tonight Well, let me ask because Mike. Before we get to you, Mike, you have not you had not seen this movie before. No, I had. Oh, I'm sorry. You you, you tell your story first. The Page Master is
3: living proof of what uh, American marketing can uh, have, like the impression American marketing can have on a child. Now, if you recall from previous episodes, uh, I've long detailed about how I was a fat kid growing up, a heavy set kid, portly kid, whatever the PC term is for it these days. I'm sure portly is really just saying fat now. People just saying fat, just fat kid. So, uh, when I saw that the latest promotion uh, from Pizza Hut was the Page Master, I was like, I got. To get involved, because this is yes. off the
2: heels of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which were also Philly with Pizza Hut. Well, they Remember, were had the
3: coming of I mean, our shells well, tour. Well, it's interesting because the, I believe Pizza Hut got tied in with uh, Ninja Turtles two, but the first one is you, Domino's is in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah, I yeah, you're believe, right. And this is this is speaking to my uh, my my scholarly knowledge of fast food uh, restaurants. The Ninja Turtles actually had a tie in with Burger King for the first movie. Um, ah. But anyway, this is part of a time in which Pizza Hut had some great time so they would do this in which they offered like some individual books that you could get Mm -hmm. and it tied again into the book it program that you were discussing before with pizza which would you know you'd read a bunch of books you get a free little mini pizza for Mm -hmm. me it was never enough because it's a small pizza and i was a big kid you're
2: reading novellas and saying that they were novels yeah
3: exactly i wanted a large pizza not this little (laughs) mini thing anyway i remember getting i remember actually seeing the film finally in like staying at a friend's house in st petersburg when my mother and i were going on a i don't know tour of different cities of in in south florida i guess we were going to like orlando and then we decided to stop at st petersburg
0: isn't that funny like you know like kids usually like sleepovers and things like they watch yeah. like horror movies and like you watch the pagemaster i did and then, who knew the master of horror? The master of horror was behind it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, for me it was
3: uh, it was very. Uh, I just remember always being curious about the Patreonster because of Pizza Hut, and uh, that's why tonight at our screening. I insisted that we order uh, Pizza Hut <laughs> mm-hmm. in honor of it. Um, and we also rolled into,
2: the, into Chicago's Book It program. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's 30 year olds.
3: We donated uh, the, into the Book It program there. It was an option. that was like, this is perfect. So uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, again, uh, it was not good pizza. No. And this is a reason why we do not order it from— It was pretty bad. It was man. some of the worst pizza I've ever had in my life.
2: Do you know what I would have enjoyed eating instead tonight? Jimmy. Flat Top Grill. Flat Ooh. Top Grill, if you're listening, we would yeah. love for you to be a sponsor. We, we would promote you with all of the sincerity of our heart. So let me ask the three of you this question then. Yeah. Knowing now that King had his fingerprints on this, yep. right, do you look back on any books and think, well, of course, of course this has something to do with Stephen King? Or did it all come tonight we were watching and we kept saying, holy shit, this is very much like X book or... Or this reference here is absolutely in reference to, you know, why book? I think, honestly, it wasn't until we started watching it. Yeah. Because, well, because to, to be fair, you probably haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Yeah, right?
3: I, mean, I remember three things. Pizza. Yeah. I remember Mac, you know, Macaulay Culkin. Mac Culkin. Mac Culkin. And I remember uh, the... Uh, dragon.
2: The, well, the dragon, yeah, for sure. And Egg Bagley Jr.'s uh, blue jeans. Yeah, of the, course. The mom jeans that he wears. But Mel, you had watched this a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. So did you retain more of this along the over the years, or did you kind of forget about it?
1: I think I remember most clearly the exit sign, the mm. the pursuit of the glowing exit sign. I think there's clear echoes of Dark Tower quest oh. stuff in there, yeah, of course. The doorway, but yeah. like I like Mike said, I think this was all kind of coming to a head as we were watching it as adults. I mean, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen this movie for years, yeah. At this point, and you're right though that like watching it, it kind of smacks you in the face. With, I, yeah.
2: I, as somebody who had never seen it, there were moments where like. That's eyes of the dragon. That's the talisman. That's the dark tower. Well, can we can we talk about a couple of the little nods? Well, That's we, for King's we're going to say that for Kings Dominion because we're actually going to take this as, in, in the oh, same order oh, okay, as our as okay. our books. We're going to take the same order as our books. Um, so we've gone over the the introduction of the book. We've given you a little bit of the history, but let's take a moment to talk about the hook. Ah,
1: yes. Don't you see? Don't you see how clear it all is? Not only can you see the future, you can... I can change it. You can change it exactly. The hook is books, sir. Good night. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's books as a way of discovering your inner bravery. Hmm. Um, Macaulay Culkin starts out as a tiny neurotic child. He plays Richard Tyler. Richard Tyler, hmm. um, who's got disaster preparations under his bed and his dad's very disappointed in him because he doesn't want to spend the night in the treehouse, and he's scared of everything, scared of thunderstorms. Um, but it's the books that challenge him and real make him realize that he can kind of imagine his way out of different situations, um, by literally going into another world. Mm-hmm. But that's clearly a metaphor for reading a book. That's yes, absolutely getting lost in your own imagination.
2: Mike, do you, would you like to echo on that?
3: Uh, yeah, I think it's about being, uh, you know, willing to, uh, Embrace the, your own inner uh, anxieties mm. and, and, oh, and being able to uh, you know just triumph over them and, and as a, a nerdy kid growing up I, I definitely resonated with the the 10 year old Richard Tyler because mm. at that time I was also 10 years old and I was, in, I was born in 1984 so this came out in 1994 the year uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself and mm-hmm. uh, yes. I probably was a lot like Richard Tyler I didn't go over ramps I didn't you know I wasn't scared a lot. I actually left the house more often than ever. But there were certain anxieties that I had that limited me. And so I think the, the, that, that hook of the film of being, you know, being able to, to, to conquer your fears, to, to embrace the adventure, uh, to indulge in some fantasy, and to fall in love with the horror of life is, uh, is one of the reasons why I think The Pagemaster is a timeless classic.
0: So, when this film came out, had Kurt Cobain already... Was he already deceased at that time? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, because the so, movie so came he, out in November of 19... Uh, no,
3: ah. no, he died in November. No, he died in, no, he died in uh, April of 94. Uh, oh, was it April Yeah. 94? Oh, yeah, you're right, so it was 7th grade. So he would not have been able to see no, it. No, he April. wouldn't have seen it. No. But Billy Joe Armstrong, who basically took the lead at that point with Green Day, he would have been able to see this movie, and he might have. Okay.
2: I feel like... Uh, I think he, he writes probably. about, especially children or younger characters, in something like the American Idiot story, 21st yeah. Century Breakdown. You see a lot of the Richard Tyler character in there. I think.
0: Yeah, I think that he totally would have been, uh, you know, eating this up at, at the time. I mean, because they were coming on the scene hot as well, because that Green Day was like my favorite band of the time. So mm-hmm. was Weezer and REM, oh, yeah, REM
2: as well. Mm-hmm. That was around uh, the time of Monster, I think 94. Yeah, but, and there's some monsters in the Page Master as well. Oh yeah. But there's something else I very interesting say, I want to talk about. Yeah, no, this, sorry, um, the character Richard Tyler, who. Is of course, played by Mac Culkin. Let's think about that name, Richard Tyler. I just keep hearing
3: uh, Richard Tyson, who's one of my favorite villains in uh, Kindergarten Cop.
2: He's very good. He plays uh, what's his name again? Crisp, Crisp, Crisp. But before we get into Kindergarten uh, Cop Dominic, next week, why don't you love me? Inevitably, uh, the character Richard Tyler. Let's break apart that name. Yeah, Richard. Richard Bachman. Mm-hmm. Right, that's King's pseudonym. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a little homage. Tyler. Tyler Durden, the narrator's. Um, Alter 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 ego from Fight Club. Mm -hmm. Chuck Palahniuk wrote Fight Club a couple years after this movie came out. Is there possible? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying that's an interesting. Are are you saying that Macaulay Culkin's character is a precursor to? I'm saying that the name was possibly influenced Mm -hmm. because of the connections That's all. It's a very very strange coincidence. You
3: know, uh, Palinuk whatever. uh, He wrote Fight Club in bars and gyms. Perhaps the page master was on at a bar when he was writing Fight Club. This is definitely one of those movies that that they'll be on like 11 o'clock at night playing. Whenever you go
1: to that dive in that 90s era it was playing am yeah. i crazy like no. it was on every single television it was television. like, it's it's
3: like hey uh, uh bar hop um we're out of checks mix here uh i need another pbr and uh could, i think we're
2: about 25% into the page master you just turn this up i feel like in the late the late 90s was the first time i went to a, an actual proper bar and i remember every time i would go to this bar it was called the sweet shop at fsu and there would be oh, i love the sweet shop it was great there would be i think it's like an actual sweet shop now it's not, it's yeah, not the it's bar. it's not a bar but there would always be it would, i swear to god be like it would either be Predator showing on like three TVs in a row Yeah. Or it would be only the animated sequences from the Pagemaster showing. Oh, nice. It was ridiculous. And I was like, what the hell is this? It's the page master. I'm like, I never saw it. Blah 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 blah. Who cares? You know? They're like, here's your turkey. <laughs> That's right. Here's your they turkey. Used serve, they used to serve uh, Tur- turkey there. legs yeah. and and awful beer. Yeah. We missed you, sweet shop. Justin, Florida your State. thoughts on the hook? The hook. Um, I agree. With you. Everything everybody said. This is just a very uplifting story, if not uplifting movie, that every kid should watch. You were
1: also talking about how there is like an addiction narrative here.
2: An addiction narrative, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that kind of goes back to the little Kurt Cobain thing too, yeah. which, is, which is awful. Also goes back to the Stephen King thing because if we recall, our uh, our boy uh, Stevie
0: mm-hmm. has had some problems with uh, the bottle, but that's the also, nose, and uh, the mind. Yeah, that's also why when you know I think that he was coming up with some of these ideas, and I mean, and, and this and, would have been during the I time mean, of his addictions too. And, and and if this did end up becoming a talisman, there
2: there's a lot of similarities there, so it's very. Uh, This is very interesting Do we want to jump into Talk about the structure and format first Or do we want to jump just straight to The heroes and villains Well you know Captain Hook is one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. And I think
3: we've uh, I think he's In the crocodile right now I think Or the alligator I think we're done I think we're done with the hook
0: We're done with the hook Thank you for that Peter Pan (laughs) I think we can just Go straight to heroes and villains though The structure and format You know it's, it's a film
2: We all know how films are structured Thank you, Mac. Well, yeah, again, the structured format, we'll say this really quick without any cool musical transition. It's part live action, and it's part animation. Yeah, Yeah, it moves moves from genre to genre. Yes, very, very much so. So on that note, which is a strange one, let's go to the heroes and villains. I'm
1: going to have to kill this fucking clown. Welcome to the Loser's Club, asshole! (laughs)
2: All right, so at this point, Macaulay Culkin, in his career, he's done Home Alone, Home Alone Two, leading up to the Pagemaster. Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. All right,
3: 1988. Let's discover look, if
2: he's this is his apex <laughs> or if this is he's still ascending or if he's descending at this point. Oh, so he's descending at this point. All right, go ahead. Because uh, let's, let's just say the two movies before th- or the
3: three movies before this were the same year. 1994 is mm-hmm. Getting Even with Dad. That's tough. Awful movie. Tough. 93, The Nutcracker. I don't remember that. Which nobody saw. And then 93 also was The Good Son, which is not a very good movie. No, no. In but fact, I, my dad dragged me out of that movie theater because he thought it was just such an atrocious I
0: mean, film. See, I kind of like that movie. I also think that he's good in that movie. I think that's his last yeah. great performance. That was, I feel like, the true Macaulay Culkin performance. <laughs> like, I believe that he was a creep, you know? Yeah.
3: Well, he, the, and then before that was, oh, man, it was really, a, this was actually rough. So he was in Dangerous, those short films. Uh, well, he was in black and white, which is actually ninety one. I think he, so. he's the one that says, "I'm not going to spend my life being a color." Yeah, yes, not controversial, no, um, definitely not. And ninety two he did Home Alone in two. Uh, ninety two, he did Home Alone two. Lost in New York, mm-hmm. which I think that pretty much. I mean, that was a blockbuster that was film, huge. but I feel like that was the beginning of the decline. That was still a huge hit. But though. think about it, everything else that comes after. Was the Good Son, the Nutcracker? I guess he chose really weird movies after Home Alone. To well, I don't think that kid's choosing anything. No, he
1: didn't have any agency. Yeah. So his yeah.
3: kid. This, or, so his parents were choosing really yeah. stupid movies. His awful father thought. was. Like, why mind. would you ever do the Good Son after
2: Home Alone? To rem- so anyway, well, the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Is that he's obviously on the decline when he hits the Page Master. But would you not say that the Page Master is a bit of a bump? Up. I would say it's a bump up yeah, compared to those other so. movies. Like, I would say it's getting, a rocket ship up. Yeah, but yeah. like,
3: getting in mean, with Dad is awful. I, I yeah. like as a kid, I walked out of that movie. Actually, I know, I know. So technically, I walked. I, I was taken out of two films, two Mac films, post Home Alone
2: Two. What were you, were you say something about Mac about the, the this point in his career?
0: Oh, I was just going to say the, the cast alone in this film mm-hmm. is a bump up. I mean, I mean, he's working with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. We've got Patrick Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg, Ed Begley Jr. Leonard Ed Begley Jr. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great, great cast, and also, you know, when you've got movies, when you've got these movies that are steeped in reality, and then and also in animation, those are always hits. Mm-hmm. So I, especially back then. So I mean, you wouldn't have had to pitch this very hard mm-hmm. to him, and I think. What kid doesn't want to be like a cartoon character? Yeah, right. You know. Well,
1: this kid actually he doesn't want to. Like, Do that. Let's That's talk about the his point. character yeah, a little bit, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't want to get too far into King's Dominion, but this is like Eddie Casbrack version. Yes. Point one or whatever. This is I, Eddie becomes a character named Jack from Talisman,
2: essentially. If you look at it like that. Yeah,
1: he's a preliminary loser. I feel like it's Mm. not too far fetched to say he could have been part of the dairy crew. Mm. He's got his quirk. He's neurotic. He's, you know, catastrophe minded. Is he going off the
2: Eddie thing? A little bit of Stanley in there, too. A little Stanley. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. And he also gets caught
0: in in a rainstorm. Is he not wearing like a yellow. Is is he not wearing a sticker? No, he's wearing a
2: a, yellow. Oh, boy, there's a lot going on. We're constantly discovering more and more. As we go along, we're discovering more and more. So we're getting off track. So the the character, Richard Tyler, we we described him. he's, he's He's a fraidy cat, essentially. He's very fearful. He ends up at this library,
1: this he's mysterious not bookish, library, which is—I mean—at the at the exactly. outset, he's not a bookish kid. He looks like a bookish kid. You think he's he would? He's got be. these glasses. He looks really nerdy. The kids make fun of him, but he's really just a, a realist, a hermit, and like, yeah, a, yeah, like a realist. I mean, he, he is a realist. Yeah. He, he, like, he doesn't he even realist.
0: have a library card. I mean, he's not—he does not do this thing. No, it's
2: true. card. Who here has a library card? Not so. me. No. Uh, I, I, I do actually. I don't. It's for my no joke. It's that's how I check out books for my Kindle. Oh, okay. I can give you my card number if you'd like it. Some of us have a library of cards. Yeah. Well, so he ends up at this library. Right. And he encounters the great Christopher Lloyd. Mel has not seen the Back to the Future films. We will have to, that'll be a separate podcast in the future where we sit down and watch the Back to the uh, Future films with this Mel.
1: Is not a joke. I legit asked the fellow losers. <laughs> Who is this If this guy had <laughs> been in anything else. Uh, <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, great Scott! <laughs> and I was like,
2: my childhood heart's dead. Um, and just, um, uh, he plays a character, he's Mr. Dewey, and he's described as the unconventional librarian and caretaker of a seemingly Abandoned library He's got a bit of a weird curly mustache Some wild hair Some uh, Looks a little bit like Dinker from App Pupil If if you ask me I would say he's very He's very actually
0: toned down For Christopher Lloyd's Past performances Oh totally Um,
2: Compared to past performances Yes but Compared to other performances In general In in film history He's still pretty toned up
3: I would And I I made a joke Mm -hmm. While we were watching the film Saying that this was Was this the last Major film A major mainstream film That Christopher Lloyd Appeared in It
2: depends on when Adam's Family Values Came out Now here's the thing It pretty much was Mm. Macaulay Culkin And Christopher Lloyd Reached It's like their last gasp At at doing something Successful both critically and commercially. Yeah. Well, not even commercially because the well, did do that. Matt would do Richie Rich the following year, but come on, that movie sucks. Sure. John Depp's great, but that movie sucks. Yeah. Okay, so we've got those Lloyd's two characters. Character. Yes. Character. Characters.
1: Characters, because he's also spoiler
2: alert. <laughs> That's right.
1: Page. The, the, the titular character. That's yeah. right.
2: The titular character. But
1: and I, I think we would all argue he's the mirror to Macaulay Culkin's father, right? Like he's yes. the alternate father figure. He's the one who's going to encourage his son to explore these tendencies in a more healthy way than forcing him up into. A treehouse,
3: exactly. And through because books are not dangerous. Well, look, as we know, the Page Master is the mythical keeper of books and the guardian of the written word, mm-hmm.
2: and that's someone I think even a, a guy like Stephen King could be behind. Well, we'll talk about well, guardians later on yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the vo- the vo- so these are the actual people that we see in the film, the ac- live actors. Mm-hmm. Per se. Now, the vo- the voice talents we've mentioned earlier, Patrick Stewart as Adventure was kind of like the piratey character. You know, right. he says, he's you know, I'm going to lead you on the journey." He's uh, like, He's like, he's like, mutants, unite. No, that's, that's his, uh, Star Trek First Contact.
1: His yeah. arc um, is really interesting, I feel. Like, yes, he's,
2: he's the first one we meet,
1: right? He is the first one we meet, yeah. and he's, you know, initially just kind of this, like, swashbuckling kind of asshole, right? Yeah. But throughout the movie, he discovers his softer side. There's a burgeoning romance with willby Goldberg's character, mm-hmm. the fantasy or, or, or is there? Well, that's all. That's, it's very that's all, complicated, But we'll talk about right? that for like, it's super nuanced. We'll talk about that for
2: Pound Cake. Yeah. But speaking of fantasy... She is voiced by the great EGOT winner, Whoopi Goldberg. Love Whoopi Goldberg. And, you know, i got to say, where is Whoopi these days? She's on The View. I know, but where is Whoopi these days? (laughs) Not for Mike. Not for Mike. (laughs) Not for me. And rounding up the rear as the the third genre, as horror, is Frank Welker. Now, Frank Welker is not that well-known physically, you would say. Mm But if you grew up in the 80s, oh, this guy, did. Mike, read off, read, off three, read off five shows he did in the 80s. We'll oh, wrap really? this up real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through a bunch, but
3: uh, he did uh, The Flintstones. He did, uh, oh my God, like Tom and Jerry. He did Inspector Gadget. Okay. He did Real Ghostbusters because he, he
2: voiced Ray Stans and Slimmer. Anyway, he plays horror, who's basically Frankenstein's monster, as a book.
0: Right. Uh, no I think he's just supposed to be kind of like an Igor type character oh, I kind he, of calls, thought he calls
1: Macaulay Culkin master the whole time
0: was, I was reading that Frankenstein's monster was originally in the film but it was cut and is in deleted scenes and also in the video game
2: and stuff like that if you, oh. if you watch the behind the scenes footage uh, you know why my, my little mind just looked at him as a block figure I kept thinking like yeah. the block head of um,
1: well, he's he stitched up and he looks yeah. like yeah. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. that's
2: why I kept thinking Frankenstein's monster that might be why there are <laughs> A lot of horror tropes yeah. throughout the whole section. Right. So now we get to the whole point of the movie, which is Mac, aka Richard Tyler, has got to go through genre by genre to find the the exit that we keep seeing far off in the distance, right? To get back home. Which he's really finding himself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean there's the analogies in the metaphors here are that could be a whole other genre. Metaphor. Yeah, give you know, all been the good, genre. You could have been carrying like a book that you know, or maybe not even a book, just like maybe like a, a potion or something like that. So like this is kind of like a book, get it? Yeah, you know, just, yeah. Just yeah, I agree 100. percent And um, so yeah, so he's got these three people on the way. They go through horror in which they encounter Doctor. The Doctor. Hyde, voiced ride. by uh, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy, the great late Leonard Nimoy, of course. Yeah,
0: and then Leonard Nimoy and Fred would also team up again for uh, Transformers: Dark
2: Side of the Moon. Oh, how about that? Oh, that's right. Wow, that's incredible. Um, I never saw that one, actually, but I only saw the first one. I'm sure that they were Terrific together Was the film billed as Finally the return of the Pagemasters Leonard Nimoy And Fred Well? I think so yeah Okay Well that's
3: you know They used well, the last Starfighter theme And then they were Talking about the two of them Together
2: There were also <laughs> There are several other Vocal talents But the ones that really Stuck out to me Phil Hartman mm-hmm. Does the voice of Tom Morgan Who's one of the The five kind of Associate associate pirates mm-hmm. They've got business cards And everything And briefcases And one of my favorite uh, Joe Dante regulars Robert Picardo Also does a voice in this He's he was in Gremlins 2. He was a main werewolf in The Howling. He was in Star Trek The Next Generation. The say, there's the Doctor. There's a lot like that. of Star Trek hey. people in this. We got Pastor Patrick Stewart. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. You got Nimoy. Yeah, you're right. We really
3: do. Have Christopher Lloyd was in Star Trek 3. <laughs> yeah. Christopher so Spock. Ed Begley Jr. is also in Star Trek. Was he? Mm-hmm. He played. He was in a two part episode oh, of uh, yeah. Voyager. This is craziness. You it's get George Hearn, nice. uh, who was also in Generation. BJ Ward played numerous characters in the Star Trek computer games. And. James Horner Who
2: did Star Trek 2 And all the, all the Star Trek um, films I guess One of my favorite scores yeah. Throughout the comic. Wow we really ran into something With the Star Trek thing
3: Oh and it should be Mentioned that Robert Picardo Also played the doctor In uh, Yeah I, I mentioned that Yeah you
2: mentioned that already yeah, I mentioned right, that right, We'll have about that But that's fine so those are the main characters. Look, it's a lighthearted animation film. It's not you know, we're not watching Citizen Kane here. It doesn't mean it can't be no. a great movie, which I, I do, at the end of the day, think it's one of the better movies of the early 90s. Um, well, do we want to talk about any more of the heroes and villains? Well, or? I guess, like, what do you think is a genre that was missing here? Do you think they covered, uh, you know, the most the spectrum? Uh, I could have used a little Western. Have, like, a little John wayne adventure. Yeah. yeah, but that's more of, like, the swashbuckling, like, the, the Captain they Western
1: is Ahab. not a genre in the library. Find me a library that has a Western I But there should be one. I felt like there was
2: a lot of like
0: water stuff going on. Cause you, you had the Moby Dick stuff. Yeah. You had hey, about the, this the treasure out of the pirate stuff. Can, can we get some desert?
1: It's a children's movie.
2: Can we guess? What about the sports section?
1: It needs section? to be like 85 minutes. You know, I gotta say. The uh, sports
0: section. What about, film section. Oh, that could be good, too.
3: You, could, you know, you could have done is also had a, the literature section or the fiction section. Oh, you could have had like, yeah, some, know. like you know, some snobby pr- some professor from Florida book. State University oh, yeah, 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 be yeah, like, oh, guess what? Genre doesn't ca- That's a genre. Uh, Why don't you write genre? Right, right, Mike's right, going
2: uh, Mike's, uh, 15 years strong and hating yeah, exactly. his professors. Oh, with where's your short story? Oh, no, you need to write literary you Mike, after these Class, would you run over to the sweet spot for a state i
3: would drink and i would have turkey? a few drinks and then i would uh, stumble around campus this is a fight i've,
1: I've been waging for years as well it's not <laughs> it's a, a good time to be a writer who self-identifies as a horror writer <laughs> it's ridiculous it's what about shit. mystery what about thriller mystery, oh, mystery, uh, mystery would be a
2: good one mystery would have been a really good you could one. have like a little sherlock holmes hat or uh, something
1: chicklet <laughs>
3: How about drama? <laughs> that's no, that doesn't really drama. drama. Like the drama,
2: yeah, no. fiction section. That would be the fiction section.
1: Romance, erotica, we mentioned. Romance, the romance oh, is a erotica, section.
2: Yeah, yeah. We see a lot. Yeah, romance. That erotica would have been,
1: been. Well, that would have been interesting. It would. I, well, there's a
0: lot of deleted scenes to this. Oh really? Uh, apparently, I don't. Well, I don't know. if I'm not saying erotica's in there, but uh, there. That would have been interesting. If that was in there Well King like, is not well, Averse as a, as to a having Erotica boy, with young boys and, and Right like And that, like so. as a young boy And, and you know Obviously the, there's some um, There's a little bit Of that in, in the talisman So
2: Oh yeah Maybe thing it would
3: have Gone that way Well there's a scene Where like Mac's Supposed to round the corner On a, uh, You know on the aisle And the kid is at the end of it And he's just like Hey Mac Why don't you uh Why don't you bend over and, Oh yo The kid from From the stand from The stand That's right that uh, No like, no That didn't happen But uh It sure, it sure didn't It would have been
0: Fucking
2: terrifying These so, are the heroes And these are the villains just of the page master. And
0: and you just said something about it being terrifying?
2: Oh. I think it's about time to open the chapter that says the cemetery. What's the bottom
1: of the truth? Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It may look like that person, but it ain't that person. Because whatever lives in the ground beyond that cemetery,
2: a human at all. Now, I'll let you kick this off because, I mean, there's obviously the horror section, literally a horror genre section in this, but what about the dragon section at the end? I know you were kind of taken aback by that.
1: No, I'm not scared of the dragon. I love dragons. I thought you were a little frightened of the
2: dragon. Look... Uh, no, no, no. All right, well, I, I misread that the entire no, time. I'm sorry. I'm
1: terrified of the horror <laughs> section where he is with... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. I still think it's scary. It is To be scary. perfectly honest. I mean, a, I mean, the part where
2: he reveals what to be Mr. Yes. Hyde, it's like it's right in front of the camera. Like Imagine that on the big screen, seeing that on the big screen. As like a that. child. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it works. I, and also, like, I have... Um, fear of deep water. So oh. the Moby Dick, I also have megalophobia, fear of very large things. So the Moby Dick part is, is scary to me. When that whale pops up? Yeah, when especially. it's coming at them from under the boat. Um, yeah. well,
2: my thing about the dragon is, as a kid, especially Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, it
1: sounds like you have a thing I think about maybe the I, was, I was, yeah, <laughs> projecting I, was pretty, a little I was projecting
2: a, list yeah. a little bit on you. I was, I, was, I was ashamed to admit it, but the dragon scares me a little bit, it's, especially the part where he eats Richard. It's a little terrifying and he, and he falls down to its gullet and you see all those books down there which is even more tragic that this yeah, dragon's does all, all the books. books you know what I mean and why do we have to have the dragon as a villain by the way what's up with that
1: that's typecasting I agree remember Dragonheart Mel one of your favorites do I remember Dragonheart yeah Sean Connery I love Dragon. he was a good dragon yeah he was why wasn't he around I don't know
2: maybe it was made the same year I anyway a- the I thought one of the section- scarier parts is when
3: uh, you know you Ed Begley Jr. is working on the tree fort and yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, like Mac is just totally reckless and actually, gives his dad a concussion. I think that's really scary. He could
1: have broken his back. So he like, like, falls out. He
0: falls back. out of that treehouse over a, over a ladder. I mean,
1: that's and like that's not, your dad. You yeah, know, that's like that's the yeah. man who raised you. Yeah,
0: that's the guy
3: who's providing for his family too. Because that, that, I got to say that my mom didn't look like she was going to any office. Um, well, Ed, Be-
2: think, Ed Begley Jr. himself is no stranger to horror. He was in Transylvania Six Five Thousand with Jeff Goldblum and Gina and Davis I mean, in early and, ages. and was this pre or post Good Son?
0: This is post Good Son, yeah. so he's still got you know he's coming off of that. He still can't you know. What if quite... this is a sequel to Good Son, like an unofficial sequel, like Good Son too?
2: How about this, mm-hmm. like in the Good Son, when he falls to his spoiler, alert, when he falls to his death, maybe he wakes up in the Page Master. Yeah, it could be.
0: Yeah. Sure, you know?
1: more of a deep seated fear. So this is uh, so
0: again. This is kind of like like King. Like this is a little bit like you know um, like Jake in the at the weigh station. Instead, we have Rich waking up. In the bed, in the bed, where everything's,
1: you know, uh, even, more a to him. Yeah, yeah. even more kingian. Yeah, even more Kenyan. I was, was going to say, like the, you know, very real fear is the bullies, right? I mean, we've got echoes of Bowers there. We've got oh, absolutely, um, oh, totally buddy That, that oh, one absolutely. bully, the first bully that shows up, says something to him. Really, yeah. He goes, "Oh, where are you going, Tyler? The moon."
0: Yeah, like that's a, that's a very like 1950s kind of remark.
2: Too, it's harsh, like the greasers, you know. You know? It's, it's just it's it's messed up. It's messed up. Kids
1: are really cruel to each other. I mean, I agree. We've all been there. But for the most part,
2: there are some horrific elements in this film. It's still a family film. It, it, What's th- it rated? PG,
1: right? PG. Yeah, I think it's G. Yeah. Really? It's got to be PG. I think they say it, Helen or something like that, don't they? At one they point, they say There's well, they quote Moby Dick. He says the damned whale or something like right.
0: that. But oh. that doctor, that doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde section alone, I feel he like should be PG. Well,
2: that part, fantasy does say, let's get the fuck out of here. That's, she does. No, that she is. does say that. Well, they,
1: they're <laughs> allowed right. to say it
2: once. <laughs> they say, that's right. It was the it was before Johnny B. Good. That's right.
3: Um, it's uh, it's a what, what, it G in Australia, well, and yeah, that's where yeah, all it's the criminals went G, it's a it's G Australia. movie. Yeah, that's it's a, a G movie. It's rated G. Yeah. yeah. So is Jaws no, Jaws is PG. No. So Jaws. And that was also PG. in the okay. 70s. When you rip Robert Shaw in half in Jaws, that's PG. That doesn't happen here. So this makes sense to be G. But there were also some, some Jaws illusions in this when the sharks are circling the boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, you know, had they left in some of the scenes where Adventure is just like, suck my big fat one. No, just, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, like, he has an nothing happens in this movie. There's literally nothing, like, dangerous that mm-hmm. happens. You know, the, the scariest thing. Da- nothing dangerous dangerous
2: happens he what are you me about constantly he almost gets buried alive by the pirates he gets uh, eaten by yeah, a whale he gets chased after thing. it doesn't
3: matter he gets he's swallowed he's by a dragon, he he's he's by a dragon. Thing. He's calm down he's we're yelling at each other oh, He's just only just take laying- a second <laughs>
1: <It's->
0: <laughs> He's just laying there In the library Like the scariest thing About this Having a mild concussion, The scariest thing, thing About this Is that Mike Barely remembers That this was He's in constant peril The entire movie Yes so but like, Alright I'm just
3: saying that At one point Mac doesn't be like Man these fucking places suck Like he doesn't say Anything like that There's no part where Like fantasy and adventure Start like Yes but Mike at, know, at the very end sex.
2: It's pretty much revealed That maybe he did Go on this adventure so speak- Okay, I'm saying in terms of
3: To not be a G-rated film It totally makes well, sense to be know, I just saying me, in let terms me of challenge the language that, and the
0: peril Let me challenge that If, if I think that I, I, There is no word process, processor of the god here So I think we can jump Straight to a big slice of pound cake
1: After all you've been taught everyone, everyone in Bad Mama Everything in the sin Come to your closet and pray Ask to be forgiven He's a nice boy, Mom. You like him. You really like him, Mom.
0: There are some very strange sexual things that happen in this, which this I is think is PG. For PG, maybe even PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, did, you guys wrote down some notes. Oh this yeah, bit. there's the great
1: um, part where Patrick Stewart is about to go off to challenge the dragon mm-hmm. and finds the uh, wherewithal to grab and smooch Whoopi Goldberg's character. So we've got books. Visibly kissing on screen Mm -hmm. with lips on their spines. And then you hear it's zooming out, right? And then you hear him say, how would you like to curl up
2: with a good book? Mm -hmm. And what happens after that, though?
1: She kicks him out of the cave. She's not happy. We don't know what he did in there.
2: Let me ask you this question: would, would this fly today? Would that scene fly today? It's I it, I think, I was, it, no, no, I think problematic. No, I think it would fly because she
0: she is a strong female character. She kicks him out, and and you know yeah, it's but like, we're, no, no, we're no, no, still no.
3: rooting for that character later on. There, there is one part of Pound Cake that I thought was kind of crazy. It's the part when like you know Mac leaves his room, or no Mac falls asleep at the 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 tree fort. It's implied that uh, Ed Begley Jr. and uh, um, his wife, who was she played by? Mel, Mel Harris. <laughs> Mel Harris. Uh, they're going to have a, which you know, they're not going to be reading when they go back upstairs.
2: They're probably going to, a man and wife, you know,
3: it might be possible that we'll get page two, uh, because mm. the, it looks like, you know, Mac might have but a it would little, be called little sister. The, the page master you know, comma T O O. Yeah. Yeah. T O O. Yeah. They're not going to use protection at all. No,
2: no. I mean, it says here that Richard Tyler, um, was born. He's, he's Catholic, so I don't think they're going to use be using protection. No, they're not going to use just... protection. And th- this is this
3: is Ed Begley Jr. We're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. if you look back in the beginning of the film, this is a guy that didn't even wear a helmet when he was creating a you know this treehouse. And he definitely was going to be
2: wearing another helmet. If you know what I'm talking, and about. he's not going to yeah, be wearing it absolutely over. not. So it's possible that we
3: could possibly get. Page two. Mm-hmm.
1: There's also a reference when we first meet Fantasy, she falls down from the shelf and is visibly disheveled and says, now I have to straighten my Little Mermaid underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Which is also- obviously allusion to Hans Christian Andersen's the Little Mermaid. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: Doctor Jack and Mister Hyde. The drinking thing. I think that could absolutely be um, alcohol. They put an olive in it. It's they, a martini. It's a martini, and they and you know, uh, uh, was it uh, Adventure uh, almost drinks it and it almost kills them. And I think they're trying to say something with that. Like none of the none of the young characters or the books actually drink the potion, and the only one that does turns into a monster. No, that's a good point, man. And I, mean, I you think know that that was probably something that was brought in by King early on in the stages. Again, part like, of
1: the, the idea of
0: that character. Yeah, it's true. Um, which there, are, there's also
3: an addiction to um, to being a pedophile, um, which mm. uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, uh, the librarian. There was some is coming on to Mac here, uh, a young Richard. Well, we talked
2: about. There's some lingering looks there, mm-hmm. which were a gallow- little uncomfortable. And touches, yeah. 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 and I mean, just, and, like, and
3: vocalizing. <laughs> I mean, as Mel pointed out, like there is a point where Richard is on the floor
1: and the librarian is standing over him. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something predatory there, definitely. and I feel like that's the message. There is like you know, not every book is a good book. No. That's a very good point And yeah. I mean he,
2: But to go back to the like, When he, when like he wakes up might not be good people Oh I agree with that too yeah. But when he wakes up And I think Joe Johnson's Really smart to have that POV Of Mac looking up At the ceiling And you see him hovering I think there's something Very powerful about that Particular image With Joe Johnson which, Who you don't really think about As that type of a filmmaker He's much more of an adventure Action fantasy type person Yeah And I,
0: I also think about Like when, when Mac gets knocked out And there's the The paint dripping and then it becomes like this rush of paint that you know is pouring down, and yeah, like, there's a lot of like, like, puberty overtones. Here,
3: you know? it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Hormonal. It's very yeah. hormonal. Like, what
2: is this? What's happening to my body? Yeah. That type of thing.
0: I, I'd
3: like to know what happened to Mac when he's there, like concussed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of time has passed.
2: What There's
1: some suggestions, but we don't want to go there. And What's right, this uh, library? Well, uh, hold hold on, on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. who wakes him, right and right. wakes him up?
2: And, yeah, and when he comes well, out Well, hold of it. on, Mike. Uh, we're not, we're not going to jump there. And I don't know if the character is actually doing that. We don't know. And I don't want to speak for Joe Johnson. I want to speak for Charles Logue. I don't, or Charles Pogue. I don't think that was their intention.
0: But when he comes out of it, are we supposed to believe that, like, he's a man now? Because he can, like, he's on this adventure. He can do these things. He no- can make the jump now on the bike. He's scared of things
1: anymore, he's so he's changed. definitely gone on a journey. I think the point is that there are a lot of adult, mature themes here that I think a lot of kids when this came out weren't prepared to deal with, and that's why you know it was a fun movie for both adults and children. There right. was a lot to take away from it. There's a lot of stuff to be unpacked. It's like early Pixar in a way. So, Mike, are you prepared to like? Are you prepared to agree
0: with us that it should be PG? No, I think it still is a G. Uh, you know, implied stuff
3: that you know, off of the record, behind the scenes thing. In, you know, the textual, that type of stuff, maybe it could be a PG. But the actual surface, you know, the, at surface value, it's a G movie. All right, well, it was really you G. Know? There's nothing we
2: can do about it now. There is nothing that we can do about it. It's been all over 20-something years, 24 well, years. 24 years, to be exact. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to a, a section that is going to, that blew our minds. And maybe we'll blow yours, a section we like to call King's
1: Dominion. There's another world out there. I know there is.
0: There are two direct nods um, to King himself in this. Yes,
1: uh, Mike. Mel. Do you want to? And us we'll the post. First one? Uh, we'll post some screenshots of of these because Justin was prepared. I was blown away. Um, blown away when he's in the horror section, the horror world. He's running up the stairs of the tower. That's kind of like Jekyll and Hyde's dungeon. The tower. And sure, mm. <laughs> there's actually multiple towers. Yes, in there this. Are. We'll get yeah. to that. In many worlds. Um, yeah, multiple worlds. The tower is lined with books. Their books are a constant in the uh, in the world of books. And two of the books that we see in the horror section, um, we see featured prominently because the titles are very visible. Prominently. The first one is The Shining. Mm-hmm. The second one is Mac.
0: Salem's Lot. And we were just like, whoa, whoa, push pause, push pause, push pause. Yeah. I mean, and again, you'll see these um, when this is posted. That was really, really weird. Uh, to me, it seemed like, okay, well, you know, they're clearly they're still friends. They've just went separate ways. You know, they, they, they must have known about his, the collaboration early Yeah, this on. was
2: not a situation. We, we, we when we did the body Stand By Me episode, we talked about how that one particular author claimed that King ripped him off. This is not that here. here. It's not that. This is still a friendly collaboration. Uh, let me take my ideas. You take some of our ideas together, and, and you do your own thing. Hey, hey for all no, no we know, King was there on set.
1: Like, well, the, he's the think. only author of books to be mentioned twice, I think, in the entire movie. Like, there's yeah. famous yes. books everywhere. Yeah. He's the only one who gets two nods. I think that means a lot.
2: So, yeah, that's an incredible so that's, moment there. We yes. took screen We'll, we'll have that That's not Room 237, folks. That's real. That's just legit. And we should also... Here's a little Room 237. The Shining is next to the book Ghost Stories. Now, of course... The book Ghost Story was written by Peter Straub,
1: who co-wrote The Talisman with Stephen King.
2: Thank you very much. That's all I'm saying. That's oh, a very wait. strange thing.
0: No, wait, Justin, you wrote. Now we were kind of rattling these off during the movie. Oh, I got a lot. You wrote a bunch of
2: uh, King's Dominion down, and I did. did you want to let us know some of that? Uh, well, first of all, the, the, the child, the protagonist, is roughly the same age as. Again, no major spoilers, but he's roughly the same age as the character Jack Sawyer from The Talisman. That's right, right. I think that was the launching point here: is having yeah. a kid go on a journey essentially right Mm -hmm. Um, and here's some little things along the way you you mentioned this earlier on Ed Ed Bedley Jr. plays the father Mm -hmm. he has a metal bucket that's held by a rope dropped on his head which is very much like Stephen King's first book Carrie yes very strange right very true true. Um, uh, Richard Tyler Mac has a cool bike which is not like the story Cycle of the Werewolf But it's like the screenplay Based on that Which was written by Stephen King For the movie silver Cycle ball. of the Werewolf No Silverball <laughs> Silverball That's right You can also I might.
0: liken that to the, um, uh, Bill's Yeah Bill's no. so, uh, I have silver. silver You're right I I go go silver. Silver.
2: There's a terrifying tunnel that the kid has to go through, which is very resembling... Uh, resemb- I think Mel, you pointed this out, which well, resembled the
1: uh, the stand, right? But also, there, uh, there's a part in the talisman near the beginning where he goes through a very dark tunnel. That's very true as well. That is also very true. Mm-hmm. Um, there
2: is a library, of course, the library policeman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are also a lot of knights and dragons. Oh, the no dragon. spoilers. Eyes of the Dragon. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and a lot of dark tower illusions there oh, yeah, as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, Christopher Lloyd's character is the guardian of the written word. No spoilers, but there are many guardians in the Dark Tower series. There are many
3: worlds.
2: There are other worlds in these. these. Matt goes
3: through multiple worlds here. Exactly. You know, this is basically just, you know,
2: Muppet Baby's Dark Tower, almost. And you mentioned that. I mean, listen, there are three tests in this. Mm -hmm. Mel, you had said... Drawing of the three. Drawing of the three. There are three doors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The Dark House... At the very end resembles... Because think about it. At
3: that point, dar- drawing of the three had already been conceptualized, too. So, you know, obviously...
2: Well, over the years especially. Yeah. Yeah, over the years. Uh, the dark house resembles a certain black house, mm-hmm. which is affiliated Peter's with t- the talisman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's character resembles somebody named Speedy.
1: The yeah, would yeah, yeah, sure. you Absolutely. say that? Yeah, well, and his, t- his twinner, then what, is exactly the right. Uh, There's where does a lot he, on where there.
3: does Max seem to comfortably hang out at at the very end? Treehouse, a treehouse, tree and what other kids do we love? Two of which we actually interviewed on this podcast, the body, the body, yeah, you're right, the body. Yeah. So
2: much of that ties is this, there. I feel like the, it's the, becoming the book apparent and, yeah. that
1: this movie is more of an homage
2: to, yeah, the king. Oh, no, totally, totally. and Absolutely. even the king offshoots, for instance, Mike, you made this comment earlier on. Or you kind of echoed one of somebody else's comment, but the animation is very similar, especially to Michael creep Creepshow, too. Uh-huh. Not so much Cre- yeah. Romero's Creepshow. Yeah. It's kind of this weird, cheap, but really, really, really yeah. effective animation. Like we're
3: not going to spend all the money on this, but we'll put some money
2: into it. Yeah, we're going to make it look, look as good as possible.
1: You know what I just realized? There's fantasy, but no sci-fi.
2: That's true. Actually, that's There the you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And there are in this,
0: That's why they need to make page two. That's it. Well they knew if they did if they had thrown sci-fi in there
2: that, that Randall Colburn wouldn't watch it. That's true. That's right. Randall is not Randall a Randall Colburn
1: fan of, has still not watched
2: it. Yeah. Randall's not like any film before nineteen sixty five. He also doesn't watch baby things. Yeah. yeah. Baby yeah. things, cartoons, side thing, Fancy. He goes into Paddington 2. Side Very note. True. I cannot wait for Paddington two to come out. Paddington is they already did come awesome. Out. I'm saying for streaming, oh, I cannot okay. wait to see the yeah. streams
1: thing. More King's Dominion. One more I've
2: got here. Yeah, if anybody okay. else has any more, please feel free to add. Um, I think it's the Robert Picardo character actually, who is threatening Richard on the ship. He kept holding him up close with a knife, and it's that that mo- that scene strongly rem- resembles the illustration in the Wastelands with Gasher. Yeah. and a certain character well, doesn't it? right? That's I don't know. I'm wow, just saying. So that. a lot of these things are apparent. A lot of these things are maybe stretches to some people, but
1: added it's clear, together it's clear
2: yeah. that there was definitely that the King connection was there the entire time
1: mm-hmm. anybody oh, else have the, anything else for King's Dominion Jekyll and Hyde is f- prominently featured in Don's Macabre there's a lot of things that harken back to King's nonfiction work about the value of horror and his favorite horror books um, the value of books in general I yeah. mean
0: this is like a love letter to King
2: it's like, it's like I couldn't work with you but here you go baby thanks for the thanks for the push like like Confidential. thanks for the push mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, a lot of the books on the bookshelves are also mentioned in Don's Macabre, too. We, I, I, if we go back, I'm sure we'll find, like, I feel like six or seven of those books are mentioned in the, the bibliography of, of Don's yeah, Macabre. At least,
1: like, nine or ten. Yeah, at least. Uh, King, he, I, th- I think, is fond of saying things. He, perf- he personifies books a lot in his intros, in his nonfiction work, in his autobiographical work. Yeah. And this movie kind of just takes that to the logical extreme of actually personifying the books. The books can literally reach out and grab you. I think that's not too far-fetched to say no. that's a nod to King as well.
2: That's absolutely. I mean, it's his fingerprints are all over this. Hey, does anybody else have anything else for King's Dominion? That's all I've got. No. Mac? Uh No, I think that's it. No? I mean, everywhere you look, there it is. There. You could probably pull something from every single frame of this movie. Having said all that, do we want to give our overall thoughts of the film?
1: Dad, can we go now? You ready? Yeah, we've been ready for an
2: hour. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there
1: said that a half hour ago. Yeah, my
2: dad's weird. He gets like that when he's writing. I mean, I guess let's give it noses. Let's stick with it. It's Stephen King thing. So let's stick with it. Let, let, let's, just, uh, let's just slowly go into this. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give it out of five. Out of five. I don't want to give it five. Not oh, perfect. that's so, reserved for, yeah. especially that era of animation, your Beauty and the Beast, your Anastasia's. Yeah. I'm coming up high on this one. Four and a half, probably by Premiers Clown Noses. I think this is one of the more underrated films of the early 90s. Easily one of the best animated films I've seen. I can't imagine what I would have done if I'd seen this when it came out. Because this is around the time of The Lion King, I think. We were joking earlier before that started, like, well, this is no The Lion King, but after you see this movie, you're thinking... This is just as good, if not better, than the Lion King. So, I mean, I'm giving four and a half Broadway play. Bright red Pennywise clown noses. Hey, you know, I'm gonna do even. I'm gonna do one better. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a five.
3: You're like giving a, it a five, like a high five. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mac would high five uh, Michael Jackson.
2: Uh, with his gloved hand. With his gloved hand, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you're, wait, so seriously, you're gonna give this five. 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 This is a five uh, wow. noser. Uh, I love
3: Love Page Master. Mm-hmm. I wish this was a franchise, which we would have gotten like a trilogy. We could have seen more books. Well, it wasn't We'd a big more. hit, is the thing, which I is know. surprising.
2: This has got everything. I mean, McCullough Cookham was still big enough. You think yeah. that he would be able to carry this into something? They were definitely thinking bigger. Joe Johnston was involved, obviously. Uh, it's it's shocking, but anyway, Mel, what do you, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna go forward 4.75. Oh. I know you guys hate when I do the quarters, uh, it but doesn't matter. 4.75 bright red Pennywise clown noses. I feel like when you look at Pet Cemetery, when you look at the dead zone, I think Page Master has to be in the same tier exact like but not maybe the same top tier mm. I feel like it's 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 a little bit it's like a shelf below yeah but you definitely reach for it at the same time as you mm. reach for those yeah, yeah it's got the nuance it's got the depth of character um, it talks a lot about the the dissolution of the family which is a theme in a lot of Kings work so I feel like it's It's got a lot going on, again, for both adults and children. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still picking it apart. I know you guys will be thinking about it long after we go home, so... Uh, um, I
2: will think... Oh, that was also King's Dominion. Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, Mac, what Uh, do you think? I have a double-sided nose here, so I've got four... I'm going to give it four bright red red Pennywise clown noses. Uh, One for the stellar cast, Mm -hmm. two for Mm -hmm. James Horner's score, Mm -hmm. which also, there's a couple of original songs in here. There are. Oh, yeah. Um, Should have mentioned that. uh, Yeah, uh, which... Uh, You'll you'll hear one of those soon And uh, uh, three for Ed Bigley Jr Mm -hmm. And uh, I would give it four For uh, Max's last real performance Mm -hmm. In a film Uh, But I'm going to take The double side is I'm going to take back one nose I'm giving it three Yeah, I wish he had been more involved I wish that he had done it Oh, see, so yeah, when uh, I, when sometime. you said that you're
3: taking one back, I thought that you were saying that you were going
0: to do five originally, but you take one back. No,
3: you're I, I do four. I've said it before, but four. I'm taking
0: four. I'm taking one back, like 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 in Ray's A Lost Stark when he took back one Kadan, oh, yeah. when he doesn't have oh, yeah. the same the other yeah. side of the the staff of Ra. Is the, it really fair the to
1: judge a work based on who put it out there? I mean, yeah, I mean, because
2: again, it was the it was the seeds of Stephen King, right? I mean, at the end of the day, oh wait, was it? Maybe I, I
3: think
0: uh, it's time to give that, that. Give it four. Give it four. Okay, I'll give it overruled. I'll give it, I'll give it, give it four. Okay. It I'll four. Give it four. Bright, bright red, bright red, Pennywise clown noses. Um, I'm going to throw that Kadan back on there. You know, I, I feel like Indy in the map room, and I'm and now I'm seeing the location of of the the well of souls, and um, it's something's welling up in me right now, and it's love for this movie. Yeah, uh, it did take me back to when I was sick. And ninety four, and I had to stay home from school. Yeah, you mentioned maybe, that. Maybe
1: one uh, dull blue nickel, stupid mime toe.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 I'll throw I'll throw a mime toe in there. Oh, uh, absolutely, because you, just like Mac traverses through uh, these stories, uh, maybe 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 we opened up a, a little wormhole here too tonight. And nickel stupid yeah, like
1: portals. Eleven twenty two. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh
2: wow. Yeah. he hadn't even written that yet. Only in a manuscript. Mm. So. This is averaging out, I believe, to an, uh, a f- this is high, like a four point six six bright red, putting white clown. Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm a little disturbed Matt, when you said something about how Stephen King didn't actually do this, but um, maybe i will have to double check our we'll have to double check our notes on that. I think pretty yeah. soon.
0: Well, I yeah. just meant that, you know, he, like, he went on to do Talisman, but he was not able to work on Pagemaster. Oh, all the way is what you're saying. All like, the I wanted, say. I wish he had, been his involved. officially, Yes, yeah. if he was his officially, I would have given it another star just because he was involved. Like 100%. if it said yeah. Stephen King's the page yes. Master, Yes. 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 Yeah. Like Stephen King's um, the Langoliers. Like, I would love to see, like, wouldn't you have loved to see the Pagemaster poster, but it said Stephen King's Pagemaster. Oh, page totally. master, I think
3: And it was a little bit more it of a seed horror without the name,
1: you know, like, a Own merit.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you think about it, you know, back in the 80s. By then, 94, Stephen King's name uh, wasn't what it was.
1: Hey,
2: we talked about this. They did not really feature him prominently for all the Shawshank Redemption promotions. And that was 94. And that was 94 as well. So I think Stephen King's uh, film star had waned a bit at this point. Right. But look, I think it's clear to say that we all loved the page master. We'd like to once again apologize to that person who was just trying to make conversation with Mel, who was actually onto something the at that point. Loser. The true loser is yeah, true. the true loser herself. So, Jay, hey, cheers to her. Yeah. Raise our Raise our glasses. Raise Raise your glass to her. And, and of course, you know, next week, everybody clean here. We're going to be doing another Bag of Bones I- entry. We've got some major King news to, to talk about next week, including the Tommy Knockers news. Uh, cheers, Mike. Ah, you got me over there? Go. And then in two weeks, we are going to go with traveling with traveling Jack. We get the big one. The talisman is coming up soon. So if you ever start reading, the big. read now. Read now. It's almost 1,000 pages long, and the font is small. Um, but until then, long, long days, days and, and April. April.